The Cincinnati Reds lineup exploded with home run intensity last night, but difficult decisions lay on the horizon with a plethora of talent rehabbing in the minors. Who's in? Who's out? And why Graham Ashcraft has pitched his way into a rock-solid rotation spot are all ahead on today's Locked On Reds. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, you are Locked On Reds. Thanks for making Locked On Reds your first listen of the day. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and we are free and available on all platforms. I'm your host, Stephen Offenbaker, alongside Jeff Carr, and we have a passion for baseball. We have a passion for the Cincinnati Reds, and we have turned that passion into information for you. On today's podcast, we are going to dive into the power surge that occurred last night at Great American Ballpark and take a look at the difficult decisions that all of these high-performing players are going to make for the Reds coming up very, very soon. We're also going to talk about the awesomeness that is Graham Ashcraft and the moves coming up for the starting rotation that aren't necessarily as clear-cut as you might think they are. We're also going to finish up by trying to make sense of this Red bullpen and really dig into what might make them perform just a little bit better. Uh, I'd like to give a big shout out to our title sponsor for today. Today's episode is brought to you by Blue Nile. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Locked On Reds listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement, rings and much much more use the code locked on at checkout to save your $50 on a $500 order today Jeff let's jump right into the power surge that occurred at Great American Ballpark last night because Joey Votto went deep Brandon Drury went deep Tyler Stevenson went deep Matt Reynolds went deep Tommy Pham went deep and he almost went deep twice. There was a lot of power on display. A lot of runs got scored, a lot of excitement in the ballpark. And then the bullpen made it a little bit more exciting. And we'll get into that later. But I want to talk about this lineup, Jeff, because these guys were out there just knocking the cover off of the baseball. And I want to start with what uh, our good buddy Carlos Guevara did deemed lefty-on-lefty violence from Joey Votto uh, taking that first bomb of the night out of Great American Ballpark. I've been telling you that Joey Votto was very, very close to going on a power surge, and I think we saw it start last night. Absolutely, Steve. And it was against the lefty. I love that. I, and I know it's Tyler Gilbert and and there was people going around Twitter saying, well, they're, the Reds are making a guy who had an ERA over 10 in AAA look like a dude who had an ERA over 10 in AAA. But still, this Reds lineup always struggles against lefty. So it was awesome to see. And and this is more of what we expected from this lineup. We didn't expect this lineup to be anemic and be that kind of a team that really has to move runners over and really has to rely on the running game to get them any sort of run production. This is more of what we were expecting. Now, the fact that uh, Brandon Drury and uh, Matt Reynolds were in on the homer party that's a little bit unexpected, especially considering Brandon Drury continues to lead the team in power. But I look at this lineup and I say the way that they've looked against this Diamondbacks pitching staff, sure, we weren't expecting this many runs a game, but we were definitely expecting a lot more 
consistency, like four to five runs a game. And, and we've seen a lot of just anemic stuff here recently. Well, you know, Brendan Drury, I mean, I mean, if we had talked about in January, the, the <laughs> infielder we thought might lead the team in home runs, you know, it was a, it was a guy named Gino. It was not a guy named Brandon. Uh, that was, that was who we would be, have been talking about yeah. when we're talking about an outfielder. Uh, you know, it was Jesse Winker, not Tommy Pham. Uh, a lot of changes occurred uh, when we were laying this out in the off season to now. But I am excited that this that this offense is finally coming around and they're finally scoring runs and they're finally doing some things to get excited about because uh, what we have seen is that they're still doing this without having everybody back from the injured list that they thought they were going to be able to count on when this season got underway to deliver this type of performance. And what it's setting up, Jeff, is some of these guys are going to be really hard to remove from this lineup as players come off the injured list, Brandon Drury being, you know, candidate number one. How do you take that guy out of the lineup when the likes of Jonathan India and Solano and Barrero all come back to the active roster? How do you sit down on Brandon Drury? That's really tough, Steve. And, and you're talking about a guy that he has played some third base. So I'd like to see him maybe get some run at third base. We talked early in the season about, you know, when Barrero comes back, does Farmer move to third? Does Drury move to third and does farmer become that super utility spot that's something that we'll talk about a little bit here in a moment but I, I i wonder about guys like drury and reynolds who let's let's be frank the reds were not expecting this the reds were not expecting this kind of production we weren't expecting this kind of production we were just hoping that they would get us there until these guys came back and now the reds have a difficult slash fun decision it's a good problem to have too many people to fit into a spot instead of just picking names off the waiver wire and hoping that they help out. I like the fact that we're talking about, I mean, obviously whenever Jonathan India is done with his rehab assignment, he's playing second base and he's batting leadoff. There's no, no questions asked there. Solano Barrero and Schrock. That's all a bit of a debate. Well, it's interesting. Uh, I don't know if you heard on the broadcast yesterday, but they were talking about the fact that Max Strzok's been working in the outfield. Uh, the, the, the rest of his rehab assignment, he's going to be working in the outfield. I think that it won't be too much longer before we hear that Jose Barrero is working in the outfield as well because you're looking at a log jam uh, for whatever reason Kyle Farmer is not going to set whether you <sighs> support that or not whether uh, you agree with what David Bell is doing with Kyle Farmer Kyle Farmer is not going to stop being the shortstop for this team not in the near future anyway so I think that you're talking about a super super utility that's not going to be Kyle Farmer that's going to be Jose Barrero he'll get some starts on the infield when guys need an off day he'll get some starts in the outfield to help play the matchups and I think Aristides Aquino is going to be the odd man out in that deal, not Kyle Farmer. There's two schools of thought on that, Steve, and, and, and they're both about 50-50 in my mind when I think about Jose Barrero. Number one, I want him to start every day because he is the future. He is the guy that's going to be the shortstop for the Cincinnati Reds. However, there is also another competing thought in me that Jose Barrero, in the time that he has gotten, when healthy, still hasn't really figured out Major League Pitching. So maybe work him in there, but I don't know either, though, if, you know, inconsistent playing time is going to help him out in that. I, I just, I think it's so strange because in a, in a much more real sense, 
when it comes to Kyle Farmer, I think we both believe that Jose Barrero should get everyday playing time. But we also both know this team. We both know David Bell, and we both know David Bell ain't likely going to sit Kyle Farmer anytime soon because he, he believes that Kyle Farmer has earned this right. I think he's wrong. I think that it's been nice that Kyle Farmer has filled in while Jose Barrero has been hurt, but I think he should be have uh, the, the view on Kyle Farmer should be, he's been keeping the seat warm. This isn't a situation where he's taking Jose Barrero's seat. So he's, he's driving that truck, Jeff. What are you talking uh, about? He's not sitting down. (laughs) I don't, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it, but I do see it from the point of view of David Bell, who's going to make the lineup and who's going to put Kyle Farmer at shortstop. So, yeah, I think you're right. I think we're going to start hearing more because he's still in the middle of his spring training program, right? He's not mm-hmm. close. We're not talking about him coming up this weekend. It's going to be a couple of weeks before we see Jose Barrero in the major leagues. I love that Max Shire, and I know he got a little bit of run at left field uh, late last year. I would love to see him because they, they need that bat. And I know he's a left-handed bat, but he is a good left-handed bat that honestly if you were to compare him apples to apples to Mike Moustakis right now the Mike Moustakis of 2022 versus Max Schrock who are you taking well you know I this team will never do it but I I'm um, one of those people that it's finding their way into the camp of the Mike Moustakis era in Cincinnati should probably be over now I think that you can find more productive less expensive players to run out there right now I think that you know if I'm choosing between Schrock and Moustakis, I take Schrock every single time. I agree, and I think that the the year of control for next year is probably what's going to stop them from doing it, but they should Matt Kemp him. They should say, you know what, here's a check. Mm-hmm. We don't mind paying you, but you're taking up a valuable spot in this lineup because let's be let's be frank. Like He had a nice little stretch of like 10 days, and outside of that, I think he's batting like 082. It's been a really rough season for him. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and there's one more player, Jeff, that I think is going to get the short end of the stick when all of these guys return from the injured list. And that is my guy, Aleo Lopez. You know, he's already struggling to get playing time, but he's performing well in the limited time that he actually gets. Uh, he's actually he's done very well. And I like having that switch hitting bat available and he plays a decent infield. And I think he's he's a valuable tool for this team. And I think that what's going to end up happening, though, is he, along with Aquino, are going to be the first two guys shipped out to make room for these players coming off the injured list. You talk about Aquino. Dude's got like 15 lives. Yeah, Alejo Lopez. I, I think that they keep trying to fit him into he's, – he's a square peg they're trying to fit into a round hole. His square peg, though, is that he is a good contact slap hitter. He slap hits within the rules. And he is a guy that is going to get on base for you, but – I think they want him to be more than that. I think they want him to be like a power hitter or something, and that's just not going to happen. But I'm with you. I think that, honestly, if you were to lay it out objectively, those two guys are the easiest moves that the Reds can make for these different guys because they're they're paying Donovan Solano some money. They're going to figure out a way to get him on this roster. It's going to be interesting to see how they do it. Oh, it sure is. The it's it's pretty clear, Jeff, that you know it's and like you mentioned, it's a good problem to have. But difficult decisions are coming for the Reds as players continue to return from the injured list. And I don't envy uh, Nick Craw or David Bell uh, trying to figure it out and keep everybody happy. 
No, it'll be another way that we get to figure out how to grade Nick Crawl because a man who is getting his marching orders from the top is hard to grade, but this will be something where he can be creative with. Uh, Steve Graham Ashcraft had an amazing night last night. Tossed another gem. But with Nick Lodolo on the way back and rehabbing, is his days numbered in the Reds' rotation? Don't let your days be numbered with your significant other, though. Get them something they'll love at Blue Nile. Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. You can build the engagement ring of her dreams. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond's shape, size, and clarity, as well as the setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft her perfect engagement ring. Each ring is one of a kind. And if you're looking for fine jewelry to celebrate a special moment, but having trouble choosing, Blue Nile can help. They have jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Lockdown Reds listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement rings. Use code LOCKEDON. That's LOCKEDON at checkout. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. Thank you for making Locked On Reds your first listen. We have an important favor to ask you. We've put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners just like you and make your favorite Locked On podcast even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like, what you don't like about Locked On Podcasts. Go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take very long, and everyone that completes the survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. Concerts are back. To take our audience survey, go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. Thank you for your help. Also, make sure you're following the podcast on all platforms, including YouTube. Coming up tomorrow, I promise. We said we were going to do it today, but we keep pushing it. We had to throw out the rundown because last night was just so amazing. Tomorrow, we will talk about what the core of the Reds will look like in 2024. But, Steve, let's bring it back to uh, last night because Graham Ashcraft, amazing, amazing night. He continues to show us his quality. He continues to show us why he's not only the future, but I think he's the present in the starting rotation. It was another great performance from Ashcraft and he's done, he's just been simply amazing Mm -hmm. every time out since he's been called up and, and in some pretty extremely difficult situations with spot starts and not knowing what was going to happen with him. Uh, You know, last night was another great start. He comes out, uh, only allows an average exit velo of 77.4 last night. The, the opposing hitters are not making good contact against him. And, you know, I thought something was interesting as you talked about how many different words, uh, (laughs) The Reds broadcasting team had to come up with for the word dribbler uh, as as they were calling the game last night. Dribbler, um, let's see, nubber, uh, little uh, little uh, little dinker, dinker, <laughs> yeah, little uh, 
little uh, I don't know I don't think they said this but a little quibbler that'd be kind of that'd be a good quibbler I, I don't know that might be a Harry Potter word um, no they had to come <laughs> up with a lot because this is what Graham Ashcraft does he induces weak ground ball contact friend of the podcast Doug Gray tweeted out during the middle of his performance he's just like I don't think Graham Ashcraft has a lot of fly ball since he pitched in college now don't go back and look. He probably has a lot of fly ball this year, but he is just amazing at inducing completely useless ground balls that his defense can gobble up very quickly and throw to first base. I love watching him pitch. And yes, we keep saying love to see the strikeout rate tick up a little bit more, but literally everything else about his game is amazing. You know, I'm one of the few people that you know, I don't need all of the K's. If mm. if he can continue to keep the ball out of the air, then I'm I'm all for it because with the defensive shifts and and the the strategy cards as far as where they're playing the defense, you, you if you think about this realistically, by him getting all these ground balls and not spending a lot of time going to full counts and battling to get strikeouts, it's helping him progress further into the game. So I'm all for it. Keep getting the ground balls. I don't I don't need ten strikeouts a game from him. I know that it really impacts people's ability to get free pizza but at the end of the day <laughs> i want him throwing less pitches and getting more effective out so uh, if this is how he's going to pitch if this continues to be the result i'm all for it yeah i guess his career longevity is more important than pizza i'd have to really think about that one um no i I'm never kidding. thought i'd hear you say something was more important than pizza <laughs> it's and it's, while it's i'm messing day. with you and while I'm messing with you, I'm dropping this in. It's not in the rundown, but I don't know if you happen to check out the show comments over on our YouTube channel from the last couple of days, but apparently a drinking game is developing <laughs> based on the number of times you have to fix your glasses while we're recording. So if you're not watching us on YouTube, if you're listening to the audio feed, Jeff fiddles with his glasses all the time. And apparently we have to take a shot from now on. Every time Jeff touches glasses, I'm never going to be able to finish the show. I'm going to have to. Go get a refill. No, I, I I think, you know, it's like it's like Talladega Nights whenever Ricky Bobby's like, I don't know what to do with my hands. I think my hands, I just, I have to do something because I don't even know that they're sliding down that much. I don't, anyway, no, I'm uh, with you. Sorry, I, I didn't mean, I didn't mean to hijack that. It was yeah, actually, let's, let's get back to Graham Ashcraft. It's actually in the back I of my tell mind. You, yeah. <laughs> I want to tell you with Ashcraft, you know, I'm not naive enough to think that this is how it's always going to be. Right. Major league hitters are going to make adjustments and eventually figure him out a little bit. And then we're going to have to see what kind of pitcher he is. We're going to see his ability to make adjustments and do things differently. But right now they can't figure him out. And I think it's great. Uh, you know, you consider having him in this rotation. You consider what Hunter Green is beginning to string together and the adjustments he's beginning to make. The fact that Nicola Dolo is out on rehab assignment now in Arizona and will be back in this rotation more sooner than later. Uh, then you throw in Tyler Malley and Luis Castillo. This rotation is looking pretty good, Jeff. Yeah, I, I think that the talent that they have to choose from, and I really applaud the way that David Bell managed Graham Ashcraft last night because he easily could have let him come out and pitch the seventh, but he didn't need to. I mean, the Reds were so far ahead, and Graham Ashcraft showed you what you need to see. 76 pitches, a lot of people say, well, he should have pitched another inning, but I'm kind of okay with him getting a nice solid six and a shutout performance. I, I love seeing that because you're just building on that confidence, and you're making him way more comfortable in the major leagues. 
And you mentioned Nick Lodolo because he's on his way back. He he had a rehab stent that started here recently. So we're going to see him. It's probably going to be a couple of weeks. But we talked about the Reds' interesting decisions that they have with the lineup. They got a really interesting decision with their pitching staff because with Nick Lodolo coming back, you're either going to have to boot somebody out of the rotation into the bullpen or send him down to AAA or you're going to have to go to a six-man rotation in which you will lose a bullpen spot because by the time Nicoladolo is back, the major leagues will have officially cut back to 13 pitchers on a staff at maximum. So where do you go from there? Because the Neanderthalic way of managing a roster would probably say that the Reds send Graham Ashcraft down. I don't know. He, the way he's pitched is awfully hard to send him back to Louisville. I don't, just don't see how they can do it. I think the the possibility of a six-man rotation is a real one. And even if it's not a six-man rotation, you may find a creative way to piggyback some guys one after the other to help you know isolate the atrociousness that this bullpen is at times. Uh, but another option is maybe Mike Miner becomes a relief pitcher yep. with with Vladimir Gutierrez being in question to, to be a longer reliever in that bullpen right now. That's true. That's something we have not brought up because Goody is out. Uh, he's going to, they shut him down for two weeks because of an elbow strain. Two weeks, probably going to be a longer, uh, well, definitely longer than that. Cause he's got a rehab after that. But I, I think that we're looking at a potential of not seeing Goody for a while. And minor could be a very valuable part of this bullpen he's done it before he pitched with the royals in the bullpen i think it was it was either last year or two years ago but it's not as if it's foreign to him and he's not going to be one of those guys that's a no i'm a starter i'm not moving to the bullpen you're not going to do it to me i don't know why he's scottish but he could be a lefty and the reds don't have lefties in the bullpen because they just lost justin wilson for the rest of the year you know, it's interesting when you move starters back to the pin. You know, we saw this with Tony Santion. We, we've seen it time and time again when you move starters in the bullpen. They can stop worrying about throwing three and four pitches. They can focus on their best two pitches, and they can go right at guys with almost maximum effort. And they usually have a little bit more success because of those things. So I think Miner could be effective down there. Uh, you know, as we're recording, he does pitch. He does pitch today. And I'm going to be interested to see how he rebounds from that not great start that he had coming off the injured list. So, uh, you know, he may he may help answer this question very quickly if he can't get it together as a starter. You may take care of itself, as they say. But uh, with Nick Lodolo coming back soon, it, it's going to be very interesting. And with these young arms, a six man type setup protects them all. And I, I don't think it's a bad idea. I 100% agree. But as we move from talking about a six-man rotation, that also means that we've got to talk about the bullpen a little bit. And, oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> this, this young work-in-progress bullpen uh, seems to have regressed and regressed a lot. Uh, there's really only one thing for the Reds to do and for me to do and for you to do, and that is take the over on every single game that the Reds play in the rest of the way because a lot of runs are going to be scored. So if you want to place that bet, head over to betonline.net right now. Uh, with Mike Miner and Merrill Kelly on the mound today for the Reds, the Reds and the D-backs have the highest over-under and total runs of any game today. BetOnline.net has it at 10. Uh, take 
the over, I think. Uh, a lot of runs are going to get scored, I predict. Uh, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest on sports developments, news, and odds, including this year's basketball championship matchups, the NFL Hockey Conference Finals, Major League Baseball 2022 season, and of course, all of the latest news on fights such as MMA and UFC and boxing and much, much more. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. BetOnline, it's where the game starts. Make sure you are following us on Twitter. You can follow me at S. Offenbaker with two F's. You can follow Jeff at Jeff Carr. That's Jeff with three F's because as we have established, spelling is hard for him. And you can follow the show at Locked on Reds. There's no F's in that one. Also, make sure you are following the show on YouTube so you can see our smiling faces each and every day. All right, Jeff, we got to talk about the bullpen. It's not going to be fun. The bullpen is definitely not pretty, uh, but there is a conversation to be had because as these things continue to shake out, pitchers are going away, roster sizes are getting limited, injured players are coming back, the rotation is going to be adjusted, and this bullpen is still a hot mess, and there are some things that can maybe be done to make them better, I hope, if you squint. What do you think? I think the first easy one is, the Reds need to score more runs. Yeah, no, that's like, okay, Captain Obvious, good job. Um, when we look at this bullpen, and with the with the number getting cut back to 13 here in a couple of weeks, you're going to have to trim the fat. And there's a couple of guys that, honestly, I don't need to see any more of. I, I think we've seen what we've seen. And Solomon. Yeah. Solomon. Yeah. Solomon uh, needs to go. <laughs> he he was a perfect candidate to pitch last night when the Reds were up by nine after a rain delay, and then he still gave up a bunch of runs. Like I, you know, good on him for working to be a major league pitcher. He made it to the major leagues. Hopefully, he can catch on with a different team because I don't need to see him in a Reds uniform anymore. And then Joe Kunal too. I mean, I I really was liking what he had been putting together, but I think he is still just a low leverage guy and not really somebody you can put a lot of confidence in. But honestly, when you're looking around this bullpen, as much as I love Alexis Diaz and as much as you love Jeff Hoffman, is there any confidence level better than 80% of any pitcher coming out of that bullpen right now? 80%. No. Not really. And, you know, we're not the only ones. We're not the only ones seeing how bad this is, Jeff. You know, our buddies over at Reds Content Plus, you know, Matt Wilkes and Steve Mancuso, they've been taking a look at ERA, FIP and XFIP of this year's bullpen compared to last year's bullpen. Now, brace yourself, Jeffrey. This is going to blow your mind. When you look at those statistics, according to the folks over at Reds Content Plus, last year's bullpen performed slightly better than this year's bullpen. And I think that that's very telling. That says a lot. Now, look, we know that we were counting on having TJ Antone and he got hurt again. We were counting on having a healthy Lucas Sims to kind of be the back end of this bullpen. He continues to be hurt and suffer setbacks and not able to get back on the field. Luis Sessa has not quite been the guy that we thought he was going to be. And it's all dominoed from there. So, you know, to look at it and think about it, that statistically, Last year's bullpen was a little bit better. Is wow, that, that's kind of a gut punch, really. It really is because we we talked about, and especially early on this year, we talked about how excited we were for this year's bullpen, simply because it was really betting on a lot of young guys, a lot of unproven guys. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't last year's bullpen. That's why we were so excited about this year's bullpen. Yeah. 
I think that's kind of it. And it, and really the mystery of all that's worn off because we're just seeing a lot of the same. I mean, you can change the names and you can say, well, this guy came up with the team. We didn't pull him off the waiver wire. He still getting the same results, if not worse, as uh, our buddies at Reds Content Plus are pointing out. And it's a bummer to think because you're right. Like, I almost wonder... Because we saw that uh, injury update from Mark Sheldon yesterday that said that Lucas Sims had another setback. He's basically been dealing with back spasms ever since spring training. I almost wonder, because that's a back issue, Nicoladolo has a back issue that he's healthy and he's coming back from. Uh, Sonny Gray had a back issue, which maybe that developed before last year, but I don't know. Is this all stemming from, and and we talked with Tom Nichols about this, the all-or-nothing mentality that they were teaching throughout their organization for their pitchers last year? I understand. I I get it, and and I want to preface this by saying the modernization of the Reds' farm system needed to happen, but did they go too far? You know, it's a real possibility, and I think that, you know, there's, there's a lot of strong opinions surrounding what you're talking about, and that is maximum effort pitching yeah and and maximum you know guys trying to get maximum spin rate and get more spin and maximum effort on their fastball i think that when you take that and you combine it with major league baseball's effort to speed up the pace of play and make these pitchers go faster i think we're wearing them down quicker and i think there is something to that jeff and i think that you know when we look at it there may need to be some adjustments in how the trainers work with the players to, to build them and get them ready to pitch in that manner. And I think that because this is so new, uh, a lot of that may not have been mapped out yet. And, and trial by error is not a great way to run a ball club and it's not a great way to run a pitching staff, but in many aspects, it feels like that's what they're doing sometimes. Yeah. And I think that it's, it just seems to be like, I'm not saying that this is what we know. It's just, this is what we are observing it sure seems to be taking its physical toll on the Reds pitching staff because the guys who we are counting on the most are the guys who are continually seeming to have little IL stints here and there for differing reasons. And I think this stems from the all or nothing mentality. I think that physically that's just not possible for in any walk of life. I mean, you think about even podcasting and podcasting at a hundred percent every single day, Okay, maybe not podcasting, oh but, my God. But, <laughs> but yes, pitching a baseball at a hundred percent, that's a motion that your arm is not supposed to do. That's a motion that your body as a whole is not really necessarily used to doing. And even though these guys have trained all their lives to be pitchers, it's still an unnatural motion and to force your body to do it at a hundred percent for 30, 40, 50, or if you're a starting pitcher hundreds of times a game, that's going to take its physical toll very very quickly and and don't forget they're coming up through the minors doing this now too where the pitch clocks are being enforced so maximum effort with a minimum recovery is a bad combination yes especially when you're talking about uh, working out at the gym because i tried that the other day and well i I not everybody falls off the row machine jeff (laughs) no no that's true and mm, that's that's a way to end this Sure. Listen, that's right. The big the big takeaway, Jeff, is is not a lot of bullpen help is coming right now. There are some things the Reds can do, but it's going to take time. It's going to 
uh, have to force them to wait and see how some things play out and how these pitchers recover as they're coming off the injured list. So like we said, until such time, the Reds are going to need to score and score a lot. Absolutely. And you know what, Steve? That's going to wrap us up for this edition of the Lockdown Reds podcast. Thank you all so much for making us your first listen of the day. Now go make your second listen, Lockdown MLB. Sully's got you covered on all things Major League Baseball past and present with his unique perspective. That's Lockdown MLB, just like Lockdown Reds, free and available on all platforms. Tomorrow, make sure you check us out because we're going to talk about the core of this team in 2024. We've been teasing it for a few days. We keep throwing out the rundown for a few days. It's going to happen tomorrow. We're going to talk about it. The core of the Reds whenever they're good again because, as we know, Steve, this bullpen is not good right now, but the rotation is looking up, the lineup's looking up, and the Reds are looking interesting. So what's that mean for everybody uh, listening at home? That means I'm going to bet online right now. I'm taking the over, and then we're going to be locked on Reds every single day. See you tomorrow.